0: This is a special ARM podcast as we speak with session presenters and keynote speakers direct from the show floor at the Music City Center in Nashville for ARM. I'm Bill Klaproth. And we are happy to have joining us Colonel Victor Suarez. He is the commander of the 6th Medical Logistics Management Center and formerly Operation Warp Speed Vaccine Program Manager for the Moderna COVID-19 vaccine. Colonel Suarez, thank you so much for your time. It's great to be talking with you here at ARM. So let me ask you this. Uh, I know you are in a really unique position and we have a lot to learn from you. So what is the key lesson then? What is the key takeaway when it comes to public-private relationships. What can we learn from what you did in helping to bring the Moderna
1: vaccine to the masses? I think the number one takeaway within the lessons and the practices that we implemented was developing and creating trusting teams. That's first and foremost, the foundation upon which everything else flows from that. We went over during our talk yesterday with Hamilton Bennett from Moderna, some of the very specific backstory of what we did to accelerate the development and eventually the delivery of that vaccine in about nine months. But really the underlying root thing there was creation of trusting teams. That's number one.
0: How do we do that? How did that benefit you? How how did that open doors for you, this developing this trust among teams?
1: The biggest thing that that did, number one, to get there requires organizations to invest in leadership development programs for their personnel. This is not something that necessarily just comes out of any particular grad school program or undergraduate program, but it's an investment from organizations to leader develop their people and to emphasize those leaders that are coming up in the supply chain area. When it comes to what we did in the partnership with trusting teams and trust is if leaders came off to be genuinely focused on the program and the program objectives, first demonstrating safety and efficacy of the vaccine, and secondly, towards getting authorization by the end of the year, if people were focused on those mission goals, they didn't have personal agendas, they weren't subject to interagency politics or anything like that, then that created the trust that they were focused on the mission. And that's what we were looking for in uh, team recruiting. Right, so
0: when it comes to trust again and the coming together of these teams, it sounds like you really had to be accountable to each other. Is that how we build this trust? How do we go about assembling this trust and fostering this trusting environment as we work together to
1: bring something to market? So that is the key when you enter into a partnership versus a transactional contracted relationship. And so accountability is the difference. So if, in this case, the U.S. government is also accountable, just like in the case of Moderna and the other companies under contract, if both parties are accountable to each other to focus on their roles and what they do best, we find that that trust is developed because now the companies under contract, let's say, they know what they have to do, right? They have the innovation, they have the technology, they have the know-how to get it from point A to point B. When the government and the public sector realizes they're also accountable to clear roadblocks open up and clear bureaucracy, provide access to materials and things that the government can do, when we focus on that, it truly opens the door for that trust to be fostered. And that's what you need in a public-private partnership is both sides to be accountable to each other.
0: So for a supply chain manager at a hospital, how would these lessons apply to
1: them? I think the thing at the local level, let's say a supply chain manager of a medical center or a hospital in a community, these same principles can still be applied at multiple levels, right? First, it starts off with developing a trusting team within the hospital supply chain team, but they need to have that same mentality externally with their suppliers, whether it's their prime vendor and other vendors that they work with. And what we find is, is that if those supply chain leaders at the hospital come off as genuinely authentic leaders that are focused on the mission, their suppliers are more likely to develop that trust and share with them insight onto their challenges and their stock out potentials so that the hospital itself will not be, let's say, blind to disruptions in the supply chain and can actually have the decision space and the time to search out other sources of supply to deliver continuity of care in that hospital.
0: So you've mentioned a couple times being focused on the mission together. What if your counterpart isn't there, how do you work with that person? How do you get that person over the line to being as accountable as you are and trusting as you are and
1: fostering this teamwork approach? So this is not easy. And one of the specific ways we tackled that when we dealt with Moderna, right? Because every organization's gonna have their own individual organizational stakeholders. In this case, they had their investors, they had the marketplace, they had their standing in the biotech industry, their reputation on the line. What we had to do was what we did, as an example, is every Monday morning, we had an informal 7.30 call. Every single Monday morning. We called it like the first coffee of the morning. And it was literally informal with a small group of leads from Moderna and with the US government product coordination team, and that's staff from BARDA and the DOD, and it was a small group. And we informally talked about issues that came up over the weekend at the end of last week and aligned on what leadership was talking about at multiple levels. We're talking from the national level to the program level down to functional area levels and we level set expectations and we aired out any potential areas of miscommunication. And so this was an informal meeting. This was like, we didn't keep any meeting notes. This was to develop a relationship over coffee in the morning before any of the formal day meetings started. And then we did that at night too. So because most of the meetings didn't end until about nine o'clock, we then had sometimes a second round of these level set meetings after 9 p.m the
0: last coffee of the day
1: yeah (laughs) before bed
0: before the last coffee before bed right well that sounds like it kept you focused on the mission then so if other things started to creep in you could go no let's remember this is what's most important and this is what our goals are for this week so that helped you keep everybody focused and in turn uh, it helped improve that accountability among team members because you are able to say, what's going on here? Remember, we need to stay on track for this. Is that right?
1: Yes. And what it did was it allowed us to talk in the open about some uncomfortable topics that may not be done in the more formal meetings during the day with a larger group of people. right? It allowed us in a smaller setting with only about three people, four people on their side, three or four people on our side, to level set very uncomfortable topics and to bring them up for resolution.
0: Yeah, I could see where that would be very beneficial and good to get that first coffee on a Monday morning too, right?
1: (laughs) And you know, we found that as stressful as the whole thing was and the lack of sleep, that there was a lot of laughs in those mornings because that was like the one outlet that we had where we can let our hair down, so to say, and just be raw, authentic, and just be brutally honest with each other. And we found that by just doing that for 30 minutes every Monday morning, and then occasionally at night at 9 p.m., we were able to actually develop that transparency and that trust.
0: Right, so you just mentioned being authentic and honest, and we've talked about accountability. Certainly when you bring those things into play, trust is gonna ensue. You are gonna be able to build that trust among team members. Yes. Well, Colonel Suarez, this has been great. Thank you so much for your time. Is there anything else
1: you'd like to add? The only thing I'd like to add is I'd I'd say, you know, for all those people that are on the the fence still about getting a vaccine, I would just ask them to take a look at the literature and the data that's out there on the CDC website. There's nothing with this vaccine. And I can tell you as an insider, I've, I've personally visited the plant itself. There's nothing in this vaccine that's gonna intentionally harm you. And I just ask people to look at the data of who's going into the hospital right now. And for those that are on the fence, look, I understand this is your personal choice, but please don't be another victim to the ICU or the morgue. And I really encourage you to really think hard about the options that you have in front of you.
0: Absolutely, cogent thoughts. Thank you so much, a great message that needed to be said. So Colonel Suarez, thank you so much for your time. We appreciate it. All right, thanks very much, Bill. And that's Colonel Victor Suarez. And for more education like this, please go to the ARM Knowledge Center at arm.org slash knowledge dash center. Thanks for listening.